You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you today. Our church has paused this week to remember Brother Leland Hogan. Brother Hogan meant more to us than we could put into words, but we are going to do our best. So we want to tell you a little bit about why Brother Hogan was important to us. He was our pastor and our pastor emeritus for over 50 years, and I bet you know that's pretty rare. So today, helping me honor and remember Brother Hogan is my friend and one of my favorite church folks, Rose Rainey. Hey, Rose, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Ben. So I asked Rose to be on the podcast today because she worked with Brother Hogan before I ever met him. And so if you will, let's take a walk down memory lane with Rose. Rose, if you will, set the podcast up for me today. By just looking backwards a little bit, how did you meet Brother Hogan? Do you remember when you met him? We became members here uh, around 81. Okay. And before that, I had worked as a uh, church secretary at another church, and at that time I was working at William Carey in the library. And uh, had not known Brother Hogan very long, um, but... Several people came to me and asked me to apply, you know, about applying for the secretary's job when it came up. And I told them all that, uh, no, I was just working part-time and that's all I wanted. But the truth of it was, I wasn't real sure I wanted to work with Brother Hogan. <laughs> Why was that? Why? Well, he just didn't seem that approachable oh, or yeah. anything hey, at well, that we, time. You that's know? right. He was on a pedestal for um, us. Yeah. But... I went on a mission trip uh, to Honduras and got to see another side of Brother Hogan. And uh, when we came back, I applied for the job and got it, which kind of surprised me with all the other people who had applied for it as well. And so for the next almost 17 years, Brother Hogan and I aggravated each other. <laughs> That's what I've heard. You know, it's, you, mentioned, you mentioned Honduras. Brother Hogan led mission teams from Carterville from about 1979 into the early 2000s, uh, first to Honduras and then eventually to Nicaragua. Yes. And uh, you're right. If you ever went on one of those mission trips with Brother Hogan, he was different. There was a there was there was a lighter side to him. Now he was serious, and he you know he ran the mission team really mm-hmm. well. But he uh, loosened up a little bit down there. I have no idea why, but he did. It was he just did. a different different guy. Okay, so you, you met him when you started with the church in 1981, and you went on a mission trip with him, decided to apply for the job. What was it like working with Brother Hogan for 17 years? Because you guys, you were working with him before, even before the new sanctuary was built. Yes. Yeah, you, know, you were uh, working in, the, in what is now like our children's welcome area, but you know, in, uh, in the other building. What was it like? Well, it was definitely different from uh, the church I'd worked at before. Uh, There were times that Brother Hogan aggravated me, so I'd just kind of have to walk up the hallway and (laughs) hit the wall and come back. (laughs) But I came to appreciate uh, his way of doing things. He came to appreciate my way, and uh, we... I think we worked pretty well together. Um, as a matter of fact, when we, when my husband and I came to tell him that we were going to Belize as missionary, well, to Honduras at that point, we thought, 
um, as missionaries, he told my husband, well, I hope you got a plane you can come visit Rose on because she's not going. She's not going. You know, Brother Hogan had a a history of just of creating strong bonds with, I mean, you were, you were his assistant for 17 years. Sylvia Truett was his assistant for like 18 after you. And I was here with Miss Sylvia and Brother Hogan. Mm -hmm. So I saw, I saw a lot of that, you know, but, uh, so what are some, when you look back, what are some memories that you have of Brother Hogan? Well, I think if, if I had to give Brother Hogan a motto, okay, it would be whatever it takes. Oh, wow. Uh, because in the in the early days when we didn't have a maintenance person, you know, and, and all that, if a commode got stopped up, Brother Hogan worked on it. If something needing fixing, you know, he worked on it. Um, it didn't matter how many people called him in a day, you know, to go, that they were in the hospital, he'd go back to the hospital two or three times. Uh, so I, I kind of came to associate the phrase whatever it takes uh, not only in the you know the physical doing of the job but also in the spiritual uh, he was a great spiritual leader so man not, of God not only was he your your boss at work but he was your pastor yes for a long time uh, what was it like to have brother Hogan as your pastor how did he influence you for Jesus? Well, I think um, he gave me kind of that whatever it takes attitude, which I really needed when we got to Belize. But, yes, you did. Um, it was just his consistency with how he ministered and loved the people, uh, how he, you know, his word was his bond. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't wishy-washy about, you know, how he felt about things. Now, like I said, I gave him a hard time sometimes. And, um, so what do you mean? What did that look like? How were you guys aggravating to each other? I can't imagine that. Well, for instance, when we first moved into this new office, well, before we moved into this new office suite, I got a list, I got a look at the plans. And I told Brother Hogan, I said, this is not going to work. I said, you've got this big reception, you know, secretary area, and there's two plugs in it. I said, one on each wall. I said, we need a plug on the floor. And they had that, at that point, they were going to put crinkle glass. Uh And I looked at the plan, and they had crinkle glass on the windows for the office, the windows by the doors, and all that. But my most favorite thing was when we moved into this new office, uh, everyone that worked in here was fairly hot-natured. Uh, and you know Brother Hogan's office is kind of... Oh, it's freezing down it's, there. It's hot. I mean, it's dark, and it's yeah. always cold. Yeah, it's freezing. It's, and, it's, uh, uh, we're the end of the line where they, for the air conditioner, I guess, and so if everybody else is comfortable, you know... Yeah, well, we kept it turned down pretty good on the air conditioner, <laughs> and every now and then Brother Hogan would come out, and he'd walk around that little corner and look at that thermostat and just kind of roll his eyes, <laughs> and we'd tell him... 
Yes, it's cold. Go back in your office and put on your Mr. Rogers sweater. <laughs> he did have a Yes, he, he had. Did. He had a. It was kind of white, ivory colored almost. Yeah, yep. sweater. He that kept he in that office. In. Yeah, he did. I remember. I remember noticing that uh, very early into my time in here, going back to his office one day. He had that that sweater on a hanger here in this little closet. Mm-hmm. So. The other one that I that I like is I don't know. We haven't been here long. Um, four or five years, and I was working with the WMU Baptist women today. And I told Brother Hogan, you know, we had Baptist Men's Day every year, and I said, why don't we ever have Baptist Women's Day? And uh, we did, one year. (laughs) And he asked me to speak. And I remember some of the ladies saying, how are you going to do that? Aren't you scared? I said, no. I said, you know, I just joked. I said, I mean, it's easy. It's just three points and a poem. Yeah. And so... When I got up on the, the podium, I, I told that joke, you know, and I looked at Brother Hogan, and he kind of went, never again. <laughs> he said, I don't think I'm going to let you speak again. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I remember you talking about the three points and you know, the just organizing yeah. the sermons. And Brother Hogan, I don't know if people, this is just a detail thing. You know, he never, I never saw him use a computer. I've never seen no. it, never seen a music computer. Now, granted, I mean, honestly, he didn't need to, right? I mean, he had people, he had other people using the computer, mm-hmm. but he did, he did type out his own sermons, um, and he had a typewriter in the church, on the in the office of the library, yes. and I remember seeing him uh, on Thursday mornings in there typing out. He would put his index cards in there, and he would type his sermons out. And I miss that. Just the sound of that typewriter and watching Brother Hogan in there with his Bible and his note card on that sacred typewriter, you know? (laughs) Yes. And I asked him one time, I said, Brother Hogan, I can type that for you. He said, I'm afraid you'll change some of it. (laughs) But he did let me type it up a few times when he, you know, was out of time or in a hurry. Yeah. And I tried not to change anything. <laughs> what are your favorite memories? We'll wrap up with this. From from your 17 years as Brother Hogan's administrative assistant, what were your favorite memories? I guess, and, and uh, I guess it was just the way he cared for people and remembered, you know, the things that they liked and all. And just, for example... When he would go to the hospital early in the mornings, sometimes on his way back, he would stop by Shipley Donuts and bring everybody here at the church a donut. And he made an effort to find out what everybody's favorite kind was. Oh, wow. And so he would bring that. I remember him bringing donuts. Now, I will tell you, I think he'd stop worrying about the what's your favorite kind. Yeah, probably so, as with staff, more people. As the staff group, we just got, we just got plain glazed. But yep. he would, you know, sometimes he would take a box of donuts to the hospital, to the nurses oh, yeah. in a surgery yeah. floor or something like that. Yeah. And he'd bring us a box to the yes. office. Yes. And, uh, you know, he and Donna Ruth were trying to visit every state in the United States. Yes. That was their goal. And uh, I can remember a couple of times him bringing me stuff back. Uh, from Hawaii, he brought me mac- chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. Oh, man, and those were great. He he would keep some of those in his house. Yes. That's my favorite snack when he well, brought me. Well, he'd bring one. After that, he'd buy them at Sam's, and he'd bring a bag in, and he'd give them to me, and he said, now you have to share them with the other ladies. I said, no. I said, you better have bought more than one bag, and he'd pull out another bag, sure. you know. And uh, when they went to Alaska, he brought me this giant 
chocolate candy bar. Wow. I mean, it had to weigh two or three pounds. But uh, he always made an effort to remember everybody's name, something about their family. Uh, Even as the church grew past 700 and 800 members and more, uh, it was just amazing to me that he could always keep up with folks. One of the things that... um one of his family members said yesterday, and I agree, I agree 1,000%, is that, you know, there, there are a lot of preachers in the world, but there are not a whole lot of good pastors. And Brother Hogan was the best pastor yes. that I've ever met. And I, I, more people, even when I was working for Brother Hogan, more people outside the church, as new ministers would come into other churches and all, uh, they would invariably end up saying, you know, Brother Hogan is the pastor to the city of Petal. Yeah. It wasn't just the church. Yeah. Uh, when you a, know that's true. He really was. Yeah. When, uh, when a church would have a new pastor and they didn't really know them, you know, when people didn't know them very well, they went to the hospital or had a need or something, they'd call Brother Hogan first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was, he was truly the pastor to the city of Petal. Yeah. Rose, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thanks well, for Well, thank you this for time. asking me. It's a it's an honor to remember Brother Hogan. Yeah, well, he was a, an amazing man. Yes, he was. And uh, our church has been richly, richly blessed to have him. So, yes. Thanks for helping us remember him today. Church family, as you listen to this podcast, it makes a good reminder for us to finish well. That's all Brother Hogan ever wanted. He wanted church people to be faithful to Jesus until the day they die. And let's do that. So pray for his family. uh, Remember his legacy. And let's you and I finish our race well. Thanks a lot, Rose. Thank you. 